0: Hello and welcome to the For Pete's Sake podcast. I'm David O'Connor with eXp Realty.
1: And I'm Alex Blankar with eXp Realty.
0: And today we will be reviewing the Peterborough City May 2023 market stats. We also got a deal of the month, tip of the month. And as usual, Alex got some grim economic news for you. So uh, stay tuned for
1: that. Yeah. Alex, how's it going? Good, man. Good, man. How you doing?
0: Good. You Enjoying the rain?
1: Yeah. I think we've got, uh, I was looking at the forecast, a good, good 14 or, or 10 days of rain coming up. So looking forward to that. Always nice showing a house when it's pouring.
0: I was like, with this kind of weather, I'm like, I might as well emigrate back to Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> Reminds <laughs> you back home, eh? Uh, yeah. I'm going to turn you on to the bus here today. Uh uh, I know you got some uh, economic uh, updates for everybody. So uh, without further ado, let's, uh, let's hear some bad news.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it's a typical Canadian economy, nothing, nothing but bad news. Um, (laughs) We've got uh, the bank of Canada, which came out on June 7th and shocked the entire world or Canada, at least uh, with a quarter point increase to their interest rates. So, That puts us at 4.75% for their overnight lending rate. And interesting, so that impacts the variable rate mortgage side of things, uh, as well as home equity lines of credit. It also impacted the fixed rate side of things, but the fixed rate is based on the government uh, five-year bond. So what's neat is you can kind of impact, see, the impact of the Bank of Canada announcement on that five year bond. And we saw the five year bond increase by 0.2% on the same day, on June 7th. So it's hovering, I checked before we started recording, it's around 3.7. So it's still kind of at that 0.2% increase compared to what it was on June 6th. And this directly impacts your fixed rate. So Just like the overnight interest rate from the Bank of Canada impacts your variable rate. So when that goes up 0.25%, your variable rate also goes up 0.25%. The Bank of Canada's announcement also impacted that fixed rate because it impacted the five-year bond yield. So that's 0.2% increase to that five-year bond yield directly goes on to your fixed rate. Um, you know, it depends when the the banks or the lenders implement this, but you can expect to see if you were at a 5.8% fixed rate that the banks were offering, now they're going to be offering a, a 6% fixed rate at typically those big five banks and, you know, a, a, a number of other lenders as well. And then there's some more bad news. So we're not just talking interest rates. We got to talk a little bit of macro. So the International Monetary Fund, uh, or the IMF for short, came out with a report and they found that Canada runs the highest risk of mortgage defaults in the world. So that's pretty hard. Is that in the world or is that just G7? Uh, that was in the world. Yeah, they 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 looked at a, a number of others. I think there were uh, Norway was up there as well. I think Sweden was up there. Um, what we can do is kind of put the report down in the description below so you guys can reference it as well. But what they did was they looked at five different factors and kind of scored each country based on these five factors. And and they attributed Canada's risk of default to the highest levels of household debt and the large share of borrowing at those floating rates or those variable rates that change based on government policy, like the bank of Canada increasing their interest rate. That also increases a mortgage payment. If you've got one of those floating variables now, in terms of the household debt to income ratio, this is where the G seven comes into play. Canada was ranked highest among the G seven in the average household debt to income ratio. So what is your debt to income ratio? Basically it's the ratio between how much a household brings in that's the income and how much they spend. That would be their debt. And what they actually found was the debt to income ratio was very similar to what it was in 2007. And you remember what happened in 2007, 2008? Yeah. Not, not good news there either. Um, Then there was an interesting report from Equifax, a whole bunch of interesting reports coming out. This one had to do with Canadians missing payments on non-mortgage credit. They found that this was up 15.7% from the first quarter of 2022. And they found that Canadian consumers on average spend 21.5% more each month on credit cards compared to what they did in pre-pandemic level. So this research suggests that people are feeling the pressures of higher mortgage payments and they're turning to credit cards to cover other expenses. So not good news there. Basically, it's it's setting up a, a great storyline for some really bad news, potentially an R word coming in Q3 or Q4 of 2023. So w- let's see what happens there. You have any thoughts about that, Dave? Well,
0: my first thought is with all this bad news, you're you're not being invited to any dinner parties anytime soon.
1: No, I, I think they, they call me the bearer of bad news, I believe. Oh, <laughs> bear. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, it's, it seems like I don't have my pulse on as maybe as much as, as you do, but it looked like we we're trending a different direction before uh, June 7th. So the, to me, it wasn't so much the quarter point as the alluding to there's going to be more. Um, I think that's going to be enough to uh, maybe start scaring away some some buyers from the market. And as we just started to trend up and felt like we were just recovering, I think uh, we might, well, we've already seen it. Spoiler, the numbers you're about to see, but we're going to start trending the other way.
1: Yeah, it was it was a pretty big shock on June 7th. I, I don't think, well, mo- the majority of the market did not expect the uh, the rate increase. And, you know, the Bank of Canada is really just doing their job. Basically, their goal is to increase interest rates to prevent people from spending money uh, by making money cost more they're In theory, it's going to prevent people from spending money and reduce inflation because people aren't spending money. So that's their goal. That's what they're trying to do. You know, it's easy to kind of villainize them, but ultimately they are just doing their job.
0: Yeah, you got not know, curve inflation. And what, what's the uh, date? It's in July, right?
1: Yeah, I believe so. I think it's mid-July. Um, I'd have to I'd so have to double-check.
0: The bank can't explain next, so yeah, we'll have to keep our eyes on that. All right, now that we've uh, bummed out everybody, let's have some fun. Let's yeah. look at the uh, May uh, 2023 Peterborough City uh, Market Stats.
1: Yeah, let's dive right into these. So, uh, average price decline. More good news. Um, twelve, around twelve and a half percent for for the average price. It declined uh, year over year. Again, May twenty two was another hot month for real estate in in twenty twenty two, and new listings declined as well. Number of sales, not a huge decline there, four percent. So that is you know some good news. New listings did decline by fourteen percent, and days to sell. Increased by 38%. So not as bad as last month. I think we were a thousand percent increase last month. Um, so only a 38% increase in May.
0: Yeah. And again, this is year over year, May of last year to May of this year. Um, my, my big thought was when I saw, well, as we get into it, the month over month here, uh, we'll see that average sales price drop. Yeah, cuz um we we had a big jump in April but we went up 12% to an average I think it was uh, we'll see on the next slide but 695 maybe an average detached freehold and then yep. we, dropped, we dropped but it felt like we were trending uh, I thought we were going to hit the low 7s and instead we uh we dropped 5 or
1: 6%. Yeah, looking at the graph there like you can see we're we're going like this and then all of a sudden we're going down. So yeah, I think we lost around $50,000. Um, yep, so th- there it is, it is 49,000 roughly, uh, month over month in terms of the average price.
0: Yeah, and I'll be honest, like, the, I was kind of caught off guard. I think I messaged you when I saw, you know, on social media some of the brokerages starting to post their numbers, and I was like, oh, this can't be right, yeah, because it feels like things are picking up, things things are selling, things are going back into competition, and then, uh, yeah, I, I saw this, and then no, it looks like something happened, and we, we dropped five or 6%. So let's figure out what happened.
1: Yeah. So it's interesting to see. We'll kind of dive into it a little bit, but um, yeah, let's see kind of what happened activity wise. Uh, You know, new listings are up there. You can see month over month. That's a pretty big jump. And uh, there it is there. So from 122 to 163, uh, you compare that to May of last year, we're slightly down, but overall, I mean, we're pretty close to the average for May. I would say over the last five years and yeah, we, we saw a pretty big increase month over month. So what have you kind of seen boots on the ground in terms well, of well,
0: um, what I've seen is a little bit of a shift and there was, you know, from for the longest time, there was uh, more sales than new listings and we're kind of burning through our inventory. But what we're seeing now is, you know, there's, there's more product coming to market. So buyers have a little bit more of a selection. I especially see that jump month over month for our market. That's a, that's a pretty big jump uh, Yeah, up what 41 there. So that does definitely explain or partially explain why we saw the uh, average price drop is uh, if you have a little bit more to choose from uh, less competition is driving up prices. And then, uh, yeah, you see a, a moderate uh, drop in the average sales price.
1: Yeah. And we'll kind of get into it a little bit, but, um, distribution of listings as well when there's more to choose from you've got uh, you know maybe a little bit variety in terms of price range where you might see some more lower lower price listings come to the market because there's just more listings in general exactly number of sales yeah a little bit of an increase there month over month so we saw kind of increases in both measures of activity for new listings and numbers of number of sales we're still you know Four, four sales below what we were in may of of 2022 when things were still pretty hot um, we did see you know about 18 more sales this month than we saw the last month so that's a good sign that the buyer demand definitely seems to be back i know we've had a couple of conversations just anecdotally about buyers reaching out now in especially in the month of may kind of early may trying to get you know, back into the market and, and start looking at homes again. So definitely more buyer activity out there in May than in April.
0: And I think in one of the earlier podcasts, we did mention how we thought maybe by June would be the first time we kind of like kind of catch up year over year. Yeah. Pretty similar numbers. and It looks like we're, we're definitely trending that way.
1: Yeah. In terms of activity. Then we've got the uh, the good old active listings and and number of sales graph here. So as always blue graph is uh, or sorry, the blue bar is the number of sales and the, the green bar is the number of active listings. So you can see kind of the difference between that green and blue bar is kind of a, a measure of what's left in the market. That's how many listings are left after the number of sales and You can see month over month, it's relatively the same, that difference between that green and blue bar. Yeah, it's been pretty consistent.
0: Like it looks like sales went up, but inventory went up. So it's kind of like uh, they're almost parallel to each other right now.
1: Yeah. And there's kind of a a visual representation of the numbers. Uh, So 142 active listings and 96 sales for the month. So you can see that active listing number increase uh, since March. And you also see the number of sales increase as well. And then days to sell, I mean, this is really, I guess a a good measure of buyer urgency. Um, It it does, again, depend on list price that does influence things and whether or not properties are holding offers, which we definitely saw in May. Um, I think last week there was two properties that were listed under 300,000 in Peterborough, which is pretty rare. And those were both holding offers and they did both sell. I think they tend to hold offers around seven, seven days on average and give people a chance to look at it. So no change there month over month. Um, quite not a bad change, 13 days to 18 days year over year. Uh, again, we're pretty average over the last five years at, at 18 days, it looks like. So nothing really alarming there. Yeah, no, I did last month think this number was going
0: to continue to drop. But as we obviously with uh, the news that's come out recently as well, I expect this to be the same or, or actually increase by next month.
1: Yeah. Because I
0: think there's going to be an abrupt change to the market mid month. So I think the first week of June is going to be a lot different than the the, the back end of June this month.
1: Yeah, and again, all, all of these market stats are all really based on the interaction between buyers and sellers and both their sentiments. So if sellers believe that their house is maybe worth more than a buyer is willing to pay, it's going to you know stay on the market and it potentially won't sell. It's going to influence that days to sell number. Then on the buyer side, if a buyer is not willing to either pay what the seller wants, or they're just not looking to buy in general, we're going to see number of sales go down and potentially as well see that days to sell increase.
0: And I find there's always a lag between um, the with the with the sellers and and how they're pricing things. So we, we were talking about how we saw it, a lot of decreases in cancellations and it's you know sellers are still pricing it like it was a month ago. Well, we're starting to shift down a little bit. So these these prices are um, a little too much for this market so they're, they're, the days to sell will go up um where we saw a trend of holding starting i think that's going to decrease again uh, as we almost feels like a little bit more of a balanced market as of late i think you're going to see a lot more agents or sellers pricing things uh, closer to price to sell like we saw maybe two three months ago yeah i thought we saw a little bit of a trend more towards a heavier seller's market with holding starting um and yeah i think that's gonna go start going the
1: other way now yeah again it all all depends on how these buyers react to this news and and that's really something to watch i mean nobody likes reading the news because as we learned earlier it's it's nothing but bad news but it's important to look at that and and how the market reacts to it is something and, and these stats are a great way to measure how the market reacts to it if there's a a spree of bad news coming out in June, like we seem to have seen, maybe we'll see everything decline, activity decline, buyer sentiment decline in the month of June and the stats that come out next month. July is going to be a big month. Yeah. Uh, This one's kind of neat. So months of inventory, we're down sub two. Now looking at the graph, I don't know if I attached it here, but we are, uh, sub two like we're we're at 1.9 and last month we were at 2.1 so yes it does show up as one in the in the data but really we're at 1.9 it wasn't a huge change month over month but we are sub two and if you look at months of inventory in you know last spring when everything was nuts we were at one one month of inventory so we're kind of close to what it is there. It's definitely still technically that seller's market. But again, let's see what happens in terms of buyer and seller sentiment moving forward in June. Yeah, definitely. So as we kind of touched on a little bit earlier, we're, we're kind of going to ask the question, is the market starting to shift? So what I did was we we kind of looked at the distribution of sales. So yes, we saw a month over month decline in average price, but was that because there were lower price listings selling and was that skewing the average price?
0: Yeah, that's where we're talking about how in our market, the sample is so small that You know, some million dollar listings selling like a half dozen could really skew the numbers or shift the numbers.
1: Yeah. So, so, I mean, I think we had 98 sales. So when you look at that, I mean, you've got 31 percent of 98 sales is roughly, you know, 31 homes. So, again, like you're saying, if something sells for a million dollars, you get two or three or four of those sales in the month. It can absolutely skew what the average price comes out as. So it's important to look at this. I think this is probably going to be something we'll continue where we look at changes month over month. So what is the price distribution in May versus the price distri- distribution in June? And how did things change? So as you can see here, I mean, a lot of the weighting is towards that left side of the graph where you've got, you know, 500 dollars to $700,000 is taking, you know, the brunt of, of the, the sales for the month of May.
0: Yeah. And, and this, before I even saw that, I would, that's where I'm seeing a lot of the listings and all, a lot of the
1: activity are in those price ranges. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's talk about the tip of the month here, Dave. What, uh, what are some tips for preparing your house for sale? What are some things that yeah. we can do uh, to prepare? This is going to seem, a lot of this is going to seem pretty obvious, but you'd be surprised like how many
0: people don't do the little things right. And it's just basically preparing your house one-on-one, uh, First thing you gotta do is make sure your house is clean. You'd be surprised, I've taken buyers through and I've had clients look in ovens or run their fingers along countertops, see a little bit of dust and just get completely turned off. They feel like this house wasn't cared for. It's just, it's a, sometimes a mental block for, for some people, but it's also a good sign that the house wasn't cared for. So cleaning your house, tip number one, uh, decluttering, that, that that is huge. I know, I know, you, you sometimes you don't even realize how much clutter you have until you start start dealing with it. But you wanna open up the space, remove big furniture pieces wherever you can. Um, uh, also depersonalize. It's nice, like sometimes this is, they tell you to depersonalize, but you, you gotta help them pitch your living there. But you gotta, you know, get all the stuff off the fridge, all that kind of stuff. You can't have, a you know, it's great. You have the shrine of all the grandkids and all that. Maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe clean that up a little, keep a couple, but because um, you gotta have a little bit of character pieces, but, um, you want to declutter the house, then this seems like an obvious one. Again, professional photography. I'm personally a fan of whenever you can, personal photography, video, and even uh, a virtual tour with digital floor plans. It seems seems like a lot, but what you're trying to do is when you have a good online package, which is what 90 something percent of transactions are happening. um, if, If you have a really good package that helps show the space really well, You'll get more showing, some more bodies going through the house. And usually that results in potentially more offers and better offers because you're, you're getting more bodies through. And then maybe the last one is uh, is staging. For, for, I find I've done full stages, partial stages, it depends. Sometimes maybe the entrance way, like where you want to make a good first impression. Um, maybe you want to stage that room, uh, maybe the rec room, uh, one of the bedrooms, or sometimes maybe a full on stage. Really, there's a lot of good stagers, um, both Alex and I obviously have, uh, have contacts if anybody ever needs anyone. A lot of times i will come in and work with your stuff or make suggestions. Uh, sometimes it's swapping out light fixtures and, and things like that. And maybe the last one, again, is like lawn care. Um, I just had a listing and uh, I just realized the day before we went to market, I'm like, uh, it's like dandelion season, right? All the dandelions are up and it doesn't seem like a lot, but you wanna you know, manicure that lawn, i uh, pull those weeds, you know, um, they, this particular house had a couple of planters that were empties. So like I bought a couple that planters to throw in there. Cause you want to make, you want to make that first good impression. So um yeah, just do those little things. Don't cut the corners. Um You'll see um, some people will throw up their property with uh, cell phone photos. I've seen photos that were blurry. I've seen people upload photos that were upside down to the MLS. Uh, I was like, it, it, again, you kind of, you got to put that work in properly prepared. And
1: uh, and and
0: you'll see the rewards.
1: Yeah, and there's there's a stat I think it's it's ninety-eight or ninety-nine percent of buyers start their search online. So yeah. this is going to be their first impression of the house is how it looks online. And you know what appears online, you've got photos, floor plans, digital walkthroughs, videos, all these things appear online. If you can have you know a whole bunch of things for that buyer to look at, they're maybe more likely to come see your house. And if this seems you know, super overwhelming of how do I start preparing my house for sale? Um, One thing I found that really helps is a staging consultation. You can get a stager in and they will basically, like you said, point, okay, that couch needs to go on this wall. Let's take that desk and move it into this room. Let's, you know, take those pictures down. And what they'll do is they'll really work with your house and give you tips and tricks on, you know, what to keep up, what to remove you know, some, a a list basically of things to do to, to prep your house, to get it ready for photography and video. And I find that really, really helpful to have um, in order to prep your home for sale.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of really good, good ones. They'll give give you a full report and they'll, you can two ways. You want us to come in and do this for you, or if you're, you want to really cut your costs, I think they charge maybe two hundred fifty or 300 bucks for uh for a full consultation. They give you the whole report and you know, just follow the instructions or um, if you want them to come in and um, rent pieces and, and do things, that's something else they can do. It's all about where your budget's at, but I'm a big advocate. I think you put that little bit of money at, at the beginning um, and I think it pays off like substantially. I think it yeah. will hit the end result purchase price. So if if you're just, uh, you know, snapping some quick photos and throwing your your property out there, it's not going to catch a lot of people's attention. And so um, yeah, that's uh, that's our tip of the month.
1: Yeah. And now let's uh, let's fast forward to the deal of the month. We're at 91 University Road in Peterborough, Ontario. This we highlighted one for location. Um, let's pull that up right away to show you just how perfect this location was. To tell you the truth, I was actually driving past the other day. I noticed the house was for sale. I, uh, I pulled it up on realtor.ca and I, I couldn't believe that it was sub 500. So this house is listed at 460 or 459 And we highlighted this for, as it says there, Realtor.ca is prompting us. This is a, a good spot for a first-time buyer. It's in that first-time buyer price range, sub $500. you have got an incredible location. Uh, there's County Road 4, basically that, or Division Road. They synonymous kind of they they go out to duro so that kind of goes out right into the country there's the five corners and you're out into duro you've got the university right here so it's why it's called university road is because off of this is nasa mills road you've got university road right here and you'll notice those green dots those are all beautiful hiking trails so awesome spot to go you know, walk the dog, walk the kids, you know, just hang out and experience nature in and around here. And then you've got the gorgeous riverfront and this drive. I, I don't know how many times I've made it, but it's
0: oh, just so
1: beautiful. In in, in in this summer, you're driving down Nass- Nassau Mills road. You're driving along the Tonaby river. You're going to Lakefield. It's just, it's a beautiful, beautiful drive. And then, I believe this is the, uh, the Trans-Canada or the Rotary Greenway that picks up right here and goes all the way through the forest, all the way to Lakefield as well. So location is just beautiful, but enough about location. Let's look at the house. So we got a two-bed, one-and-a-half bath here. And again, this is, you know, first-time buyer type of product, and it's just, it's beautiful. You're in a country setting out on University Road. You're surrounded by other gorgeous homes. You got just a beautiful lot
0: yeah this one's really nice. i didn't haven't had the opportunity to go through this one but i would also think it would be a good one also for downsizers absolutely um, because it's a more tranquil like location more peaceful and then um what you can't see on the map there was well your 10-minute drive to downtown peterborough yeah so you kind of get the best of both worlds
1: and you're, you're in the country, but you're in the city is one of the cool parts. One of my favorite parts about Peterborough growing up in kind of the country is you, you've you got country homes and country living, but you can be 10 minutes to a grocery store. You can, you're can you 10 minutes to the downtown. You're 10 minutes to all the amenities, but you're still out in the country. So this is one of those locations that's like that. And it's really hard to find that type of location under 500. So that's yeah, why we're 10 running. minutes, well,
0: 10, 15 minutes from a Costco or Going to a movie theater or really nice restaurants, but yeah, it's, it's a perfect
1: balance, I find. Yeah, really, really cool spot here. An awesome job uh, by the realtor, Monica Kabaj, here. She did a, a fantastic job listing the house. Um, again, talking about professional photography and getting the house ready for sale. Yeah. Incredible she knows, job. The,
0: <laughs> she knows the, uh, the, the listing your home 101 rules.
1: Absolutely. <laughs>
0: That's a good one, man. Yeah. Well done. So there we have it. This might be our, our quickest one yet.
1: Yeah, we kind of flew through those. I we mean, bad news, you can try and keep it short and sweet. So well, we said, you know, let's gloss
0: over all the bad news. We don't want to completely bum everybody
1: out. Yeah. If anyone's looking for more bad news, I've got uh I've got some yeah. more for you. But can reach Alex.
0: Uh <laughs> his contact information will be below if you if you want someone to ruin your day with bad news.
1: No. Yeah, give me a call.
0: But uh, you know, good news is after this two weeks of rain, uh, hopefully have we have a nice little summer. And uh, even if there's more bad news to come, um, maybe what uh, Bank Canada is doing will work. And you know maybe uh, by end of the year or early next year, we'll see things start to trend the right way.
1: Yeah, yeah, let's see. And uh, in good news side of things, hope everybody has a fantastic Father's Day weekend. Um, you know, and personally i'm I'm heading home to go see the old man. Uh, we're doing a round of golf. I haven't played golf yet this year, so I'm probably going to be, you know, over par for sure. So let's see how that goes. And, uh, yeah, I hope everybody has a fantastic weekend with family and yeah, just really enjoys their time in the rain, but, uh, yeah, I hope everybody enjoys.
0: Well, thanks again, Alex, for putting this all together. I appreciate
1: all your work. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you as well. So uh, without further ado, here it is. That's all, folks. Take care, guys.